Hi, I'm Sophie Shapter, and I've just started a master's at Cambridge University. And this year, I'll be trialling with Cambridge University Women's Boat Club as a cox. I've been coxing on and off for almost 10 years now, but I think this year with CUW will be one of the most unique and exciting rowing experiences I've ever been involved with. The squad train 18 hours a week to prepare for what is, in my opinion, one of the most incredible sporting events ever, the boat race. In this podcast series, I'll be giving an insight into what training for the boat race is really like and taking you on the journey of CUW's 2018 boat race campaign. This episode is all about trial aids. Trial aids is a race between two evenly matched crews picked from the squad. It's a key step in each club's preparation for racing in March, as it's the only opportunity the athletes have to race the full boat race course side by side before race day. It's almost like a full dress rehearsal of the boat race. The first part of preparing for trial eights is naming the two eights. After almost a week of discussing and debating amongst the squad, the crews were named Expecto Patronum and Wingardium Leviosa. We travelled down to London five days before the race to train and to get used to the tideway and allow the coxes to practice their steering. During the lead up to the race, crew changes were made repeatedly as the coaches tried to get the eights as matched as possible. Injuries and illness also caused some crew swaps, with the final change not being announced until the morning of race day. How do you feel your crew's trial eights preparation is going? It's going really well. I think um, each day we've been out there on the tideway, we've been making some good adjustments and it's getting a little more speed and it's been great doing pieces with the other boat in the various lineups that we've been out in. Really good training. How's the trial eights process going for you, Eve? I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've been switched between the boats quite a lot, so I've got to row with lots of different people, which has been really nice. I think when you spend a lot of time all together, uh, and the squad is getting pretty small now, I think we've bonded a lot over the last few days, more so than, than ever before, which has been really fun. Uh, Rob uh, actually rode for a little bit. We had an injury, and uh, CUWBC chief coach hopped into the three seat and was like, oh dang, it's actually really difficult to get out to the aerial. And we were like, yeah, it is. We've been uh, saying that all along. But no, the boat actually felt pretty good with him in there, and I was impressed. How do you think your crew's preparation for trial eights has gone? I think we've constantly improved, which is good, but we've started, interestingly. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's getting there, and I'm really excited to race. So we've had quite a lot of crew changes, switching between the eights, but I actually think it's been a very positive thing because we've been able to learn a lot from each other, and obviously now, today, we're in our crews, we're going to go out and race as hard as we can against each other. Abba, what are you most nervous about? I think, well, I'm in the seventh seat, and I'm just really going to think about like doing everything Alice is doing in front of me, trying to like create the best possible rhythm for our boat, um, which is something I've been focusing on for you know all week. But um, yeah, really getting on it on the legs and making a lot of moves over the course of the race. I'm just nervous. Um, I guess it's not fair to say I'm not nervous. Um, probably dealing with the conditions since there's always surprises. You never know what's going to come. Yeah, the ore clashes are going to be challenging. There's going to be a lot of surprises and I'm excited for them but also, yeah, nervous. What kind of emotions are involved in racing trial aids? At the moment I'm feeling quite calm but I feel like when I get on the start line I'll be absolutely bricking it but um, <laughs> we will find out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just sort of everything at once. So you, you'll go through a whole range of emotions, even in just over a few minutes. You're racing your friends, so yeah. how does that feel? It's, it's difficult because you want to be able to beat them, but you also really care about them as people. And you want to be intense in the way that you attack the race, but you also need to look at them as your teammates as well. So 
I suppose it is weird, but I think that that's part of what makes the squad so strong, is that actually this isn't any different from what we're used to doing in training. We race against each other, we're competing against each other every day, so that's what makes us stronger, and I think that racing against each other today, like we know that our biggest opposition is ourselves, and if we can race each other, we can race anyone. I would add, in the words of Albus Dumbledore, oh, yeah. it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but even more to stand up to your friends. Around the time we get to that boy is the start of the Surrey Bend. And we only want to start taking that as the Surrey Bank starts to bend. So we always follow the inside bank. Before the race, the Coxes were lucky enough to get out in the launch and go over the course with GB Cox Henry Fieldman, who coxed the Cambridge Blue Boat in 2013. It's always incredibly useful to be able to discuss where the fastest water is, what landmarks can be used to help steering, and what to think about whilst racing over the course. So if you come into this bend and you're on Middlesex and you're like half a length down, two thirds down, you're in kind of danger zone. So just think about like when you're on that straight before the bend, lining up the pieces so you can stay in the race or kill the race. On race day, both crews went out for a pre-race paddle for the final preparations. Before the race, the cox and stroke from each crew met with the umpires to go through the race procedure and for the coin toss for the stations. So who's going to call? I'll call. Okay. Uh, heads. <laughs> Is that a head? Yeah. Uh, we'll take sorry then, please. Right, so you are on sorry. My crew, Expecto Patronum, won the toss and we chose the sorry station. The sorry station gives a crew a good advantage coming into the middle section of the race. But initially, it's the Middlesex station that has the advantage, and so we knew that we had to work hard off the start to stay in the race. Okay, um, just last message from me. Um, so someone's probably going to win, someone's probably going to lose. That's not what it's just about today. Okay, it's about great performances throughout the squad. I want to see a great performance from each of you on the water. I want to see 18 bloody good performances from you guys. Whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you win or whether you lose, Never give up and fight to the line. Nearly touch. Yep. Nearly touch. Yep. Nice and loose. Blade squared and buried. Off the start, Levioso was slightly quicker to reach the end of the Putney embankment and were keen to exploit their early bend advantage and managed to get about half a boat length ahead of my crew. However, my crew knew our advantage was coming and we began to gain our lost ground back. Coming around the bend, the crews became level and my crew made a big push off Hammersmith Bridge and the conditions began to deteriorate slightly as we came into a headwind. My crew continued to move through the other boat and we established a clear water advantage by the end of the island. It was here that we took control of the race and began to extend our lead coming into the finish. The final result was given as two lengths to Expecto Patronum. Yes! Yes! Nice and loose, up and down, up and down. Nice and loose. Three cheers for Wingardium! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Solid. Really good responses there.
really solid. However, the race was not without its controversy. My steering had been very aggressive and I had fought for the best water perhaps too harshly. It was not until we got off the water that I found out that our umpire, Matthew Pinson, had been warning me consistently as I had been too far off my station and into the other crew's water. A lack of communication between me and my stroke Alice had meant that I was unaware of the umpire's flag being in the air for the majority of the second half of the race. What was your experience like for trialites? It was really fun. It was hard. That race was one of the most painful. I was really proud of our boat and the way that we held, held them off for a lot of the race and the way the lead changed hands a few times. When do you think the most decisive moment of the race was? There was a blade clash at about, I think it was just after Hammersmith. And up until then, it had been us in the lead for most of it. Yeah, it seemed like they kind of came out better through that blade clash. And I think we did really well. We kept our rhythm, both boats did. I think there wasn't, no one was really phased by it, but they sort of made a big push. And yeah, that was when they got a load of the water ahead of us. And I think they just maintained that lead the whole way. And we actually did some good pushes to push back on them, but we didn't quite break them when we could have at the beginning. So, but yeah, we learned a lot from it tactically and when to maybe we could have made the push a, a little bit earlier and that would have been great. But yeah, I was really proud of the crew. It was a good one. I really enjoyed trialates this year because it was really exciting racing for the first half at least last year my trialates I think we just we were down and then we were more down by the end and it was really really valuable to be able to have the switching of positions and have moves that worked and moves that didn't work and have people pushing up and people falling back I think that was a really valuable experience what was the best bit best bit of trialates when we pulled under Hammersmith I wasn't totally sure where we were honestly and we were starting to pull up on um, the other crew. So I think coming under that bridge and starting to make that turn was really exciting and uplifting and it felt like, oh, we're doing something right. And that kind of let me just like, relax and like get into a rhythm with the rest of the crew and it made everything kind of feel light and fun. As one of the strokes, how do you think it went? It's definitely the best trilates race I've ever had. That was my third year and my second year stroking it and it was the closest and best quality racing. What was the best bit of trilates for you? I mean, I quite liked the bit where we were up. That was nice. Um, no, we had a really, really good rhythm up to Harrods. It was really dynamic, really sharp and the calls and shouts within the boat were really motivating. And so that's kind of what we want to take forwards. It's very different to competing against crews from other clubs because you know all the other people in that boat. How did it feel to be trying to really push away from your friends? I think it feels alright. You don't think about it as as like they're all my other friends in that boat. You think about it as that's the rival boat. Obviously you've got to like sometimes break people individually to beat a crew, but gotta do what you gotta do on the day. <laughs> what was your opinion of the steering? I thought there was some rogue steering. I don't know, I was I was pretty in trying to stay really internally focused and not let that phase me. I did see at one point Matthew Pinson like said both crews move apart and only one crew actually moved uh, cough cough and so uh, no I was proud of both I think both coxes stayed calm and I think the aggression was there there was a lot of fight in it but yeah at the end of the day it was it was down to the crews to win it or lose it you know it's it was definitely it's it's hard to get the steering right because
always there is a balance of push the line but don't push the line too much and I think that everyone is learning what too much is and actually it's improved improved in the week in terms of what was too much and what, what was backing off too much so we're treading a fine line and we're getting closer to actually being at the right point Can you talk me through what your thoughts are on the steering? Um, to be fair I wasn't actually like paying attention to most of it I didn't know most of it was happening because I think Sarah and Emma and Lucy in the bow like could definitely see more of what was going on and there was definitely some blade clashing at some point and there were times where I could feel the wash and I could hear Matthew Vincent shouting uh, Patronum quite loudly um, but most of the time I was just sort of head in my boat like trying to set up a rhythm rather than focusing on externals. Sally you got swapped in on the day how was that? It was um, a bit of a shock to the system I was originally in a, a different boat the day before so I had to just jump in for training and then the following day it was a totally different boat so I was just trying to make sure I didn't mess it up for everyone glad to be with my mates yeah kept the banter going <laughs> Overall, the week had been a complete learning experience for everyone involved and has only made the squad more determined and motivated to train harder into the second half of the season. The squad will continue to train in Cambridge until the 20th of December, when everyone will go home for Christmas for two weeks. As apparently the coaches said last year, Christmas is not a break from training, it's just a break from training with your friends. After Christmas, we're off to training camp in Spain. <laughs>